you, God. Am I on? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. And uh, is it time to dismiss the children? All right. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus loves the little children. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Well, I hope you brought your Bibles today and got your switch of faith turned on. Amen. We're going to receive the word of God tonight. But before we do so, let's just get before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, that your word never returns to you void, but it shall accomplish that which you please and prosper in the things where you send it. Lord, you've sent your word here to Heart of the Bay Christian Center tonight. I thank you, Lord, that everybody has an ear to hear and a heart to receive what the Spirit of the Lord has for us today. I thank you, Father, that there is a tangible anointing upon this word which I'm about to preach. I ask, Lord, that my speech and my preaching are not filled with enticing words of men's wisdom, but that they are in demonstration of your spirit and of your power. That our faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God alone. And so, Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, that the entrance of your word gives us light and gives us understanding. And we thank you, Lord, that faith does come by hearing and by hearing the word of God. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. And everybody in agreement with that word said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, let's open up your Bibles here to Hebrews chapter 11. Open up your Bibles, please, to Hebrews chapter 11. We're just going to read a few scriptures, but uh, how many of you were blessed by PT this morning? Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I was fired up after that. And, you know, I was even more fired up by the fact that um, I didn't know what he was going to minister on, but I knew what I was going to minister on. And and praise God, I'm going to be ministering on the kingdom of God, which is what Pastor Tom preached on. Amen. So it's just going to, you know, it's just going to dovetail in with what he ministered. And that's the way the Holy Spirit works. Amen. You know, it wasn't like I called him up at 7 a.m. this morning and said, hey, PT, what are you preaching today? So I, I can be in sync with you. No, it's the Holy Ghost. He has it all figured out. Amen. And he is the master orchestrator and he will put everything in its right place at its right time. Amen. That's why it's so important to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise God. Are you there at Hebrews chapter 11? All right, let's, let's read about uh, faith here. It says here in, in, in verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now, let's skip on down to verse 6. But without faith, what? It is impossible to please him. Who's him? God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. So we see some things about what faith is. Now, what the, my message tonight is going to be about faith, the currency of the kingdom of God. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. What, am I, what, what, is, what is Richard talking about? He's already talking about money. I thought we weren't talking about money. Well, we're going to talk about money tonight. Amen. I brought some money with me. Amen. Now, you may say, wow, this doesn't look like a U.S. dollar bill. That's because it isn't. I was on a 
business trip in China um, last month, and um, I picked up a couple of RMBs. They're renminbis. That's the that's their currency in the People's Republic of China. And um, the Lord had shown me some things uh, recently about how faith is the currency. It is the medium of exchange in the kingdom of God. So, you know, how many of you like to pull up to a Taco Bell or Jack and Box drive through every now and then, huh? Get a burger or a taco or something. You know, I, I'm, I'm guilty, I admit it. Um, and, uh, you know, if I pulled out these two RMBs and gave it to the cash reg- cashier at the window, it'd say, what is this? You know, there's no English on it. Well, a little bit on there on the backside, but, you know, it, it doesn't look like U.S. currency, right? And, you know, the first thing they'll say is, this doesn't work here, right? This doesn't spend here. And yet, you know, so many people try to use other means in order to procure or to obtain what God has for us. Faith is the only way that you're going to get whatever God has for you. Amen? And that's why faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Well, it's God's system. It's God's way of doing things. It's God's way of doing things right. Amen? And so, you know, we have to find out, well, how does God do what he does? Right? Because if we learn the ways of God and we learn to operate in his system, we will begin to be proficient at operating in the system, not only to meet our needs, but praise God, even better yet, to help others meet their needs. Amen? So, you know, we want to be that blessing, praise God, that God has created us to be. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you are a blessing. Praise God. They may not look like it right now, but speak it in faith. Amen? All right. So it says here that through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Everything that we see is made of spiritual matter. Because God is a spirit. Amen? And God is the creator of all things. God is his spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So, you know, we're looking at spiritual matter. We are spiritual beings. We have a soul. We have a mind and and a will and emotions, and we live in a physical body. But first and foremost, we are spiritual beings. Amen? And we are created by a spirit who is God, the living God. Amen? Hallelujah. And so we want to be sure that we're operating... Not in the natural or the physical realm, but in the spiritual realm, because that's where the kingdom of God resides. A lot of people, when Jesus, when, when he went about uh, throughout uh, Israel or, 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 uh, or Judah um, and Galilee, when he was preaching the word of God, he was preaching and teaching about the kingdom of God. He was trying to show people, look, forget about the world system I'm here to teach you about a new way of doing things, a new way of doing things and doing things right. And that's why he said in, Luke, in, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, he said, Seek ye first what? The kingdom of God. What are we to seek first? The kingdom of God. God's way of doing things. So we need to find out, well, how does God do things? How does he do what he does? Well, we see here in Hebrews chapter 1, 
that through faith, in verse 3, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. In other words, God spoke the world into existence. He, he spoke the world. He said, let there be light, and there was light, right? Let there be the dry land, and let there be the sea, and, there was, and, and that was created. He created everything by his words. And, and that exercise of creating things by his words is, in fact, faith. Faith. Amen? Faith. We're going to learn about faith, which is the money, amen, the currency by which God operates in his kingdom. Praise God. All right. So, the world system versus the God system. Well, Brother Hing, why would I, ever, why would I even want to separate myself from the world system? I live in the world. Yes, you are in the world, but you're not of the world. Amen? And, you know, I have met uh, through the course of ministry, <clears throat> I've met some really wealthy people uh, just in ministry. When I was uh, pastoring in the city of San Francisco, I, I came across some really well-to-do people. I know one, one guy I met, his father was one of the founders of Dow Jones. You know, if you know anything about Wall Street, that's, that's way up there, you know. This guy was living on a, on a trust fund. Um, and he had found the Lord, praise God for it. But before he did, he, had, he literally had gone insane. He lost his mind. But praise God, when he found the Lord, the Lord helped restore his life. But you know what? All that money that his family had could not buy him the peace that only God could give him. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is righteousness Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen? And uh, praise God, this, this man, I, I had a chance to meet him. And, and, you know, a friend of mine who was a closer friend to him, we were able to minister to him at a men's fellowship uh, back in the East Coast. But, um, you know, I just thought, wow, you know, that guy had, I mean, he, his family was loaded, you know. I mean, you couldn't even see the house that he lived in from the road it was on, you know. You had to drive through a gate and back some ways. And, you know, that, was the, that, it, that just goes to show you that the world system does not have every answer to every problem. Amen? But God, praise God, has the solution. Amen? So we want to compare and contrast God's system and the world system. I met another person who was extremely wealthy. And uh, this person was going through, again, some mental issues and uh, came to the church and, you know, I ministered to him and, and spent some time with this person and just really found out, wow, this, this guy, he's got, I mean, he's, you know, doing very well for himself, even though he's not working um, yeah. because he was living on a trust fund. You know, it's amazing, you know, when you meet uh, very wealthy people. Um, a lot of them really don't have too many life skills. Um, they just have a lot of money. So, you know, if they have a problem, they just keep throwing money at it, and they put their trust in that money or in those riches. And that's why Jesus said, you know, a man who puts his trust in riches will never be able to enter into the kingdom of God or never be able to see the kingdom of God. Why? Because they got blinders on. They only think money. Money is the answer to everything, right? If I need something, I can just, you know, Call the accountant and we'll cut a check. 
But see, in God's system, God has everything that we have need of. Amen? He's got his righteousness, not the righteousness of men, which is, a, which is as filthy rags, but praise God, the righteousness that comes to you where you can go to the throne of God in heaven and say, Lord, I need this. And you can just go to him as if you've never done anything wrong ever in your life. That is the righteousness of God. That's the righteousness that comes to every believer through faith. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, that we're saved by grace through faith, right? It is a gift from God. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. You can't work for it. All you can do is just receive it. Amen? And that's the way the kingdom of God is. All we have to do is receive it. And so, praise God, we want to be sure that we understand that the kingdom of God, God's way of doing things, God's system, far exceeds anything that the world can ever do for you. Amen? Far exceeds anything you can do. You're sick, you get a bad report from the doctor, there's no cure for whatever the doctor has just diagnosed you with, guess what? God's got the cure. Because He is Jehovah, Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord God, our physician. Amen? And so we can, we can go to him and we can receive our healing from him by faith. Amen? If you're broke and destitute in big time debt, is Wells Fargo going to help you out? No, they're not. Not at all. But God can. Amen? Because you know what? He's got the riches of glory in heaven. Amen? He's the owner of a cattle of a thousand hills. Amen? Praise God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Amen? He is El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. And he's got more than enough than you'll ever need. Amen? But the only way we're going to get this is by faith. That is what we exchange with God. When you think about Jesus and his ministry... Oftentimes when people came to him, he didn't just see somebody sick and just put his hands on them and heal them. He only responded to those who came to him in what? In faith, right? Remember with the, the, the woman with the issue of blood. Woman who had this issue for many years, who was sick. She spent all that she had on doctors who what? Couldn't help her. Yet when she, when she heard about Jesus and when she saw him, she said, look, all I have to do is just touch the hem of his garment and I know I'll be healed. That was faith speaking. And as soon as she just made that slightest bit of contact with his garment, Jesus said, somebody touched me. I mean, he was surrounded by all these people. And people were banging into him. People were bumping into him. Some people were probably, you know, inadvertently hitting, hitting him in the head. You know, it was just a, it was a throng. That's what the Bible says. And yet, this woman just glances the hem of his garment and he feels virtue or power flow out of him to, toward this woman. And what did he say? Daughter, your faith, your faith, not my faith, not the faith of all these thousands of people that are around us, but your faith has made you whole. You think about the centurion who had the uh, sick servant. Now, a centurion in the Roman 
army was a person of high esteem and stature in that society and in that culture. And in this day, in this day and of this time in the Bible, it was the Roman system that Judah was under. So, you know, they had to spend Roman money. They had to follow Roman laws, right? They had to follow Roman rules and do everything the Roman way. And here's this guy who has a lot of authority, who has a lot of clout in the Roman system. And he, go, he sends his servants to Jesus to seek him out to heal his servant. Because he understood, look, this man is operating in a different system than the one I'm operating in. Yeah, this system works for me sometimes, but I need help that this system cannot provide. Come on, Amen. And this system here that I'm pursuing can do all things. Amen. Because Jesus said that all things are possible to those who believe. Amen. And so he went to he, he sent these servants to Jesus. And what happened? He said, look, all I all I need you to do is what? Speak the word only. And I know that my servant will be healed. And what was Jesus's response? He said, man, I haven't seen faith this great throughout all of Israel. Amen. He, that, was, that was impressive to Jesus. And what happened? The power of God responded. And what happened? That servant was healed in that, in that moment. Faith is the currency, amen, in the kingdom of God. So we want to be sure that we understand, you know, what God's laws are. Because he does have laws. Well, Brother Hing, I thought we were redeemed from the curse of the law. I thought we didn't have to like offer up burnt offerings and things like that. Well, no, that's, that's the law. That's the Mosaic law. What I'm talking about is spiritual laws. The law of faith is one of these laws. The law of seed time and harvest is another law. Amen? There is the law of progression. That something can start out small and yet grow to be something tremendously large. Amen? And influential. Those are the spiritual laws that Jesus was teaching about. If you go through the four Gospels, you will find out Jesus was teaching his disciples and those who listened to him about the kingdom of God. He was teaching them the mysteries of the kingdom. Amen? And so it, it, uh, it is wise on our part to find out how Jesus taught about the kingdom of God and especially about faith. Amen? So, praise God. We're talking about faith here. Let's turn here to, uh, let's look here at uh, Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Praise God. Romans chapter 12. Now, I'm just kind of setting a little foundation here so that we can springboard into some... Some things here that the Holy Spirit wants you to have or to remind you of about faith. Now, let's look here in Romans chapter 12 and let's look here at verse 3. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has what? Dealt to every man the measure of faith. So where does faith come from? It comes from God. Faith comes from God. 
You can't buy it at the bookstore here. Amen? You can't ask your Aunt May, hey, Auntie May, can you give me a little bit of your faith? No, you can't do that. You can only receive faith from God. Amen? Faith can only come from God. And it says here that He gives to everybody a measure of faith. Now, remember what Pastor Tom was teaching about. He was teaching about that, about the uh, parable of the master and the servants and the talents, right? He gave to every servant a certain amount of talents according to their ability, right? Well, he gives to everybody a measure of faith. Amen? Now, Pastor Tom also taught that, you know, if you don't use it, what happens? You lose it. Amen? And so it's really important for us to understand, one, that you have faith. Praise God. Number one, you have faith. You have faith. Let's see where else we get faith from. Let's look. We're here in Romans. Let's look in Romans ten seventeen, Chapter 10, verse 17. It reads here that faith, so then, faith comes by hearing and what? Hearing by the word of God. Praise God for a word of faith church like Heart of the Bay Christian Center. Amen. Where we can come here every week. We can come in the middle of the week. You can come other times if you want. If you belong to other groups that are within this church. And what? You're going to hear the word. And as you hear the word, your faith is going to grow. Your faith will grow. But you have to be in position to hear the word. And if, and if you're not here at Heart of the Bay, hopefully you're home listening to the Word. Or, in your, or you're in your car listening to the Word. Amen? Put yourself in a position to hear and receive the Word of God. Why? Because your faith will grow. We're talking about using faith in the kingdom of God. Because your money, your natural abilities, what you think about, no matter how smart you are, it doesn't matter. The great equalizer is faith. Amen? Amen. And you know what? I want to have more faith than more smarts. Amen? I want to have more faith than more money. You know what? If I have faith, I'll have all that other stuff. Amen? But the first and foremost, I got to have faith. Because that's what God responds to. Amen? So, we know that faith, one, comes from God. We also know that faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. Amen? Now, another thing that we need to look at, look at is to speak. Speak the word by faith. There's, an, a, there's this connection between your spirit, the real you. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a physical body. There's a connection between your spirit and your tongue, your mouth. What you speak. I don't know why God created it that way, but, um, and sometimes I wish he didn't create it that way because there have been many times when I've had my foot in my mouth and regretted saying the things that I've said. But that's the kingdom of God. And we have to understand the words that we speak, they carry life or they carry death. They carry the power of life or they carry the power of death. And, you know, we're to choose life. Amen. Let's look here in Mark chapter 11. I got you going through some verses here, but that's all right. Praise God. You got the good stuff this morning for the shouting message and, and amen. 
now we get to now we get to get into some some deep teaching here. Amen. Mark eleven chapter. Uh, I'm sorry, Mark chapter eleven. Let's look here in verse twenty two. Says Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Now you know some Bibles have notes, little side notes, and it will say, Have the God kind of faith, or have the faith of God. So if you want to operate in God's kingdom, you can find out exactly how God works or uses his faith. And this is how he does it. Jesus said in verse 23, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Now I counted the number of times that the word say, inferring uh, what we're saying or what we're speaking, in these, in these two verses, and, and uh, three verses, and the, and the word say or saith is mentioned four times. The word believe, the verb believe, is only used twice. But there is this connection between believing and saying that constitutes faith. Amen? So we have to speak the word. We not only believe what God says, but we also have to speak what God says. I heard a minister say it best. He said, what goes in you is what comes out of you. And what comes out of you is what surrounds you. So if you're not happy with what is around you, then you need to change what comes out of you. And the only way you're going to change what comes out of you is to change what goes in you. Amen? And so that's why we we read here that faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. Amen? And you feed your faith by speaking the Word. There's something powerful about you hearing your own, in your own voice, the Word of God being spoken. And you know, the world, it, to the world, that makes their mind go tilt. What are you talking about? Confession, faith and confession. It sounds like some mumble jumble. Yeah, but you know what? I got the results to prove it. Praise God. Because God never fails. Amen? God is a faithful God. And it says, in his word that he watches over his word to perform it. He's waiting for somebody to speak the word. Amen? Amen. Speak the word only. Amen? Just speak the word only. Praise God. And if you can't say anything good, start speaking in tongues. Amen? Amen. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But we we need to speak by faith. Speak by faith. Because there are some things that some of you may be believing God for. Some things that you can't buy. Some things that, you know, you cannot uh, think about enough and it's going to get you to where you want to be. But you have to get it by faith. Amen. And so you need to learn. You need to, first of all, find yourself in the word of God. Find out what does the word of God say about your situation or circumstance and then begin to speak the word of God over you, yourself. I know um, my wife and I, uh, several years ago, we, um, you know, we were married for quite some time. We were, we enjoyed just being a couple. We didn't, you know, we didn't get, we didn't have kids right away. 
or a kid right away. We, um, we were traveling a lot. We were just enjoying life as a couple, enjoying our marriage. And, um, you know, and at one time we thought, we don't want any kids. You know, they're too bothersome. You know, they require too much work. But then, you know, um, the Lord worked on our hearts and we decided, you know, well, it's time to start a family. And so, you know, we tried for a couple of years. Nothing happened. And, uh, you know, uh, Frankie went to the doctor and we, we consulted with the doctor. And he said, well, you know, she's just getting too old. And, uh, you know, if you, you have kids, it's almost going to be a miracle. And, uh, you know, and this was a fertility specialist. And, you know, what his, his whole thing or his whole claim to fame was that, you know, he was doing this in vitro fertilization. And, uh, you know, which, praise God for science, but, um, you know, there's some ethical and moral issues involved with that process. And we believe that God was going to give us a family without having to resort to that. And uh, certain things happened where, you know, he had, the doctor had spotted some medical complications in Frankie's body. But praise God, we just kept standing on the word. We kept speaking the word of God, that children are a heritage of the Lord. Amen. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. Amen. And, and you know, we, we were just standing on the fact that God said to man, to mankind in general, to be fruitful and to multiply. Amen? He created us, spiritual beings, human beings, to be able to reproduce. Amen? And so, you know, we believe that that was our covenant right to have a child. And so we just stood on the Word of God. And praise God, you know, she went in for this operation that was supposed to fix a complication, and we found out the complication wasn't even there. She was just miraculously healed. The doctor said, I don't know what happened. You know, my, all my diagnostics said this shouldn't happen, but it's not even there. And, you know, I had him meet me in the chapel at the, at the, at the hospital. I was just praying the whole time that she was in the surgery room. And uh, praise God, you know, he said, well, I guess there's nothing for me to do. Go ahead and have kids. And sure enough, you know, this was after a few years, Seth was born, a healthy Happy child, amen? But see, that's what God is all about in his kingdom, amen? He's about doing the things that are impossible, things that are not possible with man. But praise God, all things are possible with God, amen? And so we spoke the word. We, we've gotten into homes speaking the word of God. I think I shared with you before my testimony about how the Lord just led me to go outside into this apartment building and speak to this apartment building at the top of my lungs, then march around this building seven times like the children of Judah did when they circled the walls of Jericho. And on that, on that last time, I was, you know, the Lord had instructed me to shout and to praise. And here I am. Praising God, hallelujah, around the block, jumping up and down like a dancing fool. And people are looking at me like, what is this guy doing? But you know what? When you obey God, amen, and when you do what God tells you to do, praise God, and when you speak the word, because I was speaking the word, I was speaking to this building, I was saying to this building, the word of God says that if I shall decree a thing, it shall be established unto me, and light shall shine upon my path, 
And I speak to this building to yield a home for me and my wife in the name of Jesus. And I just did that. And praise God, you know what? I couldn't have bought that apartment. I couldn't have earned my way into that. I couldn't have sold enough Girl Scout cookies to get in that place. But praise God, God got me in there. Amen? He got us in there. Because God is the God of the impossible. Amen? That's the way God works. Praise God. So, you have faith. God gave it to you, number one. You, know, you have to know that you have faith. Number two, you speak the word of God by faith. You speak the word of God by faith. Number three, you pray in the understanding and you pray in the Holy Spirit. Prayer is nothing but speaking to God. Amen? It's communion communion or a communion with God, communication with him. You speak and then he speaks. Or maybe he speaks first and you listen. Amen? And then maybe you might say a few words to him. But it has to be a two-way conversation with God. Amen? Let's look, here in, um, let's look here in Romans chapter, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Anybody getting anything out of this? Yes. Praise God. Praise God. All right, let's look here at verse 2. For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God, for no man understands him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaks what? Mysteries. He speaks mysteries. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, when you pray in other tongues, Praise God. You're not speaking to your own understanding. You may not understand a word you're saying. It may sound like gibberish to you as you're praying in the Spirit. But to God, He knows fully well what's coming out of your heart. Amen? And what you're doing is you're speaking the Word. You're not only speaking the Word, but you're also speaking the will of God. And you're, you're speaking out mysteries. Mysteries to who? Well, it may be a mystery to you at first, but praise God, as you stand there and you, or as you're sitting in your prayer closet, praying out in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will more often than not give you also the interpretation of what you pray. Now, my wife and I and other ministers here are teaching the foundations class, and last week my wife was teaching about prayer, and she was encouraging everybody to have a prayer journal. Because when you get before the Lord and when you're praying in the Spirit and when the Lord gives you the interpretation of what you're praying, you need to write it down. Because you may not be able to remember everything that He gives to you. Amen? And when He gives you something, He may give it to you in one word. He may give you an entire lecture on what you're supposed to be doing next. But He may just give it to you in one word. He He may give to you some images But you have to be open in your heart, open in your spirit to receive what you're praying out. Because you're praying out mysteries. But praise God, they'll not be mysteries much longer as you pray them out. That's why we pray by faith when we pray in the spirit. Amen? You know, when when I minister 
baptism of the Holy Spirit with the Bible evidence of speaking in other tongues, I always, as I lead them in a, in a simple instruction, I'll ask somebody, can you please say your name without moving your tongue? You can't, right? You have, you have to move your lips. You have to move your tongue. It's the same thing when you pray in the Spirit. You've got to move your tongue. Amen? You don't just stand there and it's like, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't just come spontaneously. But you have to move by faith. Just like salvation. When, when, the, when the pastor gives you an invitation, gives, gives the invitation out, for those of you who would like to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, they don't have ESP up here, okay? They can't read minds and say, oh, yeah, that brother over there needs to get saved. No, there's a, there's a step of faith, right? There's a motion of faith when somebody says, yeah, that's me you're talking about, Pastor. I need to receive Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. That's that measure of faith in operation, amen? Same thing when you pray in the Spirit. It doesn't make sense to the human mind. It doesn't make sense to the human intellect. Amen? But we're not talking about the human system. We're talking about God's system. God's a spirit. Amen? And so he's looking for people, praise God, who would just get before him and bear their hearts out and souls out to him and just pray out things, secrets, mysteries in the kingdom of God. And he will reveal those things. uh, Pastor Tom was talking about um, the fact that Peter received revelation from the Spirit of God, that Jesus is the Christ, the Anointed One, and He is the Son of the Living God. And Jesus responded said, and Peter, you're the rock, and upon this rock, this rock of what? Revelation knowledge from the Spirit of God. Upon this rock of revelation, I am going to establish my church. Amen? And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It's something when you get a deep revelation from heaven. Amen? No devil in hell can talk you out of that truth. Amen? No devil in hell can, teach, can, can convince you otherwise that God says, Oh, you know, you know, you just that was the pizza you had last night. Or that was the enchilada that you had that kept you up all night. And you just think you're hearing stuff. But it really is not God. No, it is God. Amen? You have to, you have to know in your heart. Amen? When you're getting something from the Spirit of God. Um, my wife and I were just talking to my son yesterday. He was with a bunch of boys in our neighborhood. And uh, one of the kids got this brilliant idea, hey, let's get on our bikes and tap all these cars parked on the side of the street and set off their alarms. <laughs> you know, and my son said, that all of a sudden I just had this really bad feeling. And he grabbed his buddy and said, so-and-so, let's get out of here. And they went, they got out of that. As soon as possible. In fact, they saw the person who was associated with one of the owners of the cars that they were going to bump, and, he, and they told him. And I said, Seth, you know, you did the right thing. We're really proud of you. We're really proud of the fact that you followed the inward witness. Amen? The Holy Spirit. And we asked him, oh, how did it feel? And he said, you know, just something didn't feel good about that. And, uh, and then he said, you know, I had to get out of that situation. And how many times have we found ourselves in that situation? 
And you know, may not you you may not have been you know ready to commit a crime or something like that. But maybe you were you found yourself doing something or in a situation that you shouldn't be in. And you know, you got all the warning lights, the the flashing lights, the sirens all going off. And if you decide to ignore that, the Bible talks about the searing of the heart. You want to keep a soft, humble heart toward the Lord. Amen. I know there was a time. Um, when I was uh, working out in the East Coast and um, I was on a business trip to Toronto, I was in Canada, and um, Lord just le- led me to pray. And I just started, I was up in my hotel room and, you know, um, just started praying, praying in the Spirit. I must have been praying for about a good hour, just praying, 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 praying in the Spirit, not in the understanding, although, praise God, you should pray in the understanding. But I was praying in the Spirit, and all of a sudden, I just fell into this trance-like state where I saw this vision from God about people that I was supposed to minister to. And I saw these people, and, and, and I just came out of this trance, and I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, what, what was that? He said, those are people that you're called to minister to. And I thought, well, where are they? Now, here I am. I'm living in Boston, Massachusetts at the time, okay, on a business trip in Canada. And the Lord is telling me, these people are in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I'm thinking, wow, exactly. (laughs) Wow. You kidding me? No. That was the Spirit of God. And see, when, when you get before the Lord and you're speaking out these mysteries, He will reveal things. For you, specific things for you. See, the Word of God is great for knowing the general will will of God because this will at least get you in position to receive some specific instructions from God if you follow this. And then as you get deeper in the things of God with Him, by praying out things in the Spirit, He will start to reveal things. Well, I told my wife, I said, this is what I got. Does this make any sense to you? No. (laughs) Of course it won't to the human mind. But sure enough, a week later, we got a call from our spiritual mentor, uh, Bishop Keith Butler, who was in Detroit. Now, here I am, Boston, Toronto, pastor in Detroit. Calls us up at her home in Boston. I need you to come to Detroit as soon as possible. We'll get you some plane tickets. We want you to come on out to, to Michigan. I need to meet with you. We go there. We meet with him. He said, the Lord was heavy on my spirit about starting a work in the San Francisco Bay Area. And he told me that you two are supposed to be involved in this work. Does that mean anything to you? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> And see, that's how the Holy Spirit puts things together. You know, the Internet has nothing on God, okay? You know, the Internet will go down on you. It has viruses and God knows what else is on there. But, you know, the Internet has nothing on God's system. Amen? The kingdom of God is just, it's deep, okay? And so we told, I shared with with Bishop Butler, I I shared with him what, what happened. And he said, well, that's God. I said, yeah, it is. And... Praise God, sooner or later, we did end up here in California. And I can tell you that we are just so blessed, amen, to be out here. And it was in the natural, my head was on full tilt 
because the last thing I wanted to do was leave what I was doing. Because, you know, um, my wife can tell you, you know, I had, a, I had an awesome job back in the East Coast. I mean, I was traveling everywhere and, you know, um, really doing well for myself in the natural. Um, but God had greater things in store for me. And, you know, I thought, wow, you know, I'm coming out to California. You know, the cost of living is outrageous out there. You know, I mean, I'll never be able to afford a home on there. You know, and, and, you know, immediately the devil will try to fill your mind with all sorts of doubt and unbelief. Talk you you out of it. But praise God, we resisted that. And we said, you know what? God never sends a soldier into battle at his own charge. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. He will provide everything that we need. And God will. Amen. But see, that's why it's so important for you to go to God in faith. Amen. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Finding out, Lord, what is it that you have for me? Reveal these secrets to me. And he will. Amen. Now, it's up to you praise God, and this leads me to point number four, to be a doer of the word of God. See, he will tell you a lot. He will tell you a lot of things. But you have to decide, well, am I going to do what he tells me to do? Because, you know, like I said, you know, he can send out the warning lights, the sirens. He can have somebody take a bat over your head. But if you don't decide to listen to God... And override it? Sooner or later, God's going to find somebody else that is obedient to his will. Amen? Let's look here in Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. We're talking about faith, the currency of the kingdom of God. So we have to be proficient in using our faith, applying our faith, amen, and walking out our faith. Okay, Matthew. Matthew chapter 7, let's look here in verse 23. Excuse me, 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. So Jesus is giving us this illustration. He was really good at giving these illustrations that make a lot of sense. So you see this person who who took the time, spent a lot of time, because you know what? Building any foundation in bedrock takes a lot of work takes a lot of energy, takes a lot of effort. And when this person did this, the house could withstand anything that came against it. Now, he gives a contrast here in verse 26. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. It's so important that when God gives you something, that you get 
the details. He gave to, he gave to Noah very specific instructions about that ark, right? I mean, he gave him, I mean, he was giving them dimensions and tolerances and you better use this material, don't use that. And here this guy is in the middle of the desert, okay, <laughs> building a big boat because <laughs> God told him to do it. Can imagine what he was hearing every day from his neighbors. How's it going, Noah? How's that boat coming along? Yeah, we got a really nice harbor just down the street. You can dock that thing right there, right? No. He was, he was standing on the word of God. And what the word was, was Noah, do this. He didn't tell him what was coming. He just said, build this. Here are the instructions. And sometimes that's the way God operates. And that's why the Bible says that we walk by faith. And not by sight. Because sometimes walking by faith means you just take that one step and no, and no more. Right? You know, God says, I want you to take a step toward the east and you take 20. Because, you know, you're anxious. You want to see what does God have for me on the other side of this. How many of you have ever gotten in front of God before, ahead of God? Huh? We've all been guilty of that, right? No. Do what God tells you to do. You'll be like that man who built his house upon a rock. Don't you believe that Noah found it really hard to withstand all that ridicule? All that doubt? All that unbelief? He's in the middle of a desert, folks, and he's building a big ship. I mean, this thing probably looked like the size of the, one of these big super tankers, okay? And he had to fit a lot of stuff in there. And this thing had to withstand the flood. Amen? I, I was telling you about what the Lord gave to me while I was praying in the Spirit about coming out to California. I thought I was losing something by following the will of God. I really did. I really felt like, wow, I am giving this up, Lord, to follow you. I felt like Abraham. You know, I was just leaving all that stuff behind. And I'm just going to go by blind faith, Lord, and just do what you tell me to do. But I can tell you this. I got a call from a colleague from that company that I used to work for. Um, I mean, you know, this company was doing really well when I was working for them. Um, and uh, we had a staff just in the automotive marketing office in Detroit, in the Detroit area. I think we had about 50 people. I got a call from them a couple of years ago. This is after I'd been established here in California and, and, um, and doing quite well, praise God, because God is faithful. Um, and he said, you know, Rich, uh, you wouldn't believe what's happened out here. He said, remember the staff that we have here? Well, there are only three of us left. See, God has a way of moving on our behalf. Amen? And all we have to do is just follow him. Amen? Follow that voice. And, you know, you, he, he may lead you down a path where it's like, wait a minute. Like Isaac. Remember when he told Isaac everybody was fleeing to Egypt during the, during the famine? And the Lord said, no, you just stay right here. You stay right here. 
Sometimes he says go, sometimes he says stay. You have to listen to him, amen? Because what he did for me, he may do something different for you, amen? What he did for Pastor Mark, he'll do different for you. What he's done for Pastor Tommy, he's going to do something different for you. Why? Because we're all unique creatures in his sight, amen? He has a unique plan for each and every one of us. So you can't just go by, you know, walking by faith is not by walking by what Brother Hing did. Amen. You have to get specifically what God has for you. And I told my wife that, and we were like, praise God. Amen. The same thing happened to us. Remember when the housing boom was taking place here in California? My wife and I, we'd been saving our money. And it was like, gosh, you know, we really want to pull the trigger here. You know, we don't want to miss the boat and get left behind, right? You know, because otherwise, homes are just going to skyrocket to an average value of a million dollars a home here in the Bay Area. We're going to miss the boat if we don't jump on it. But deep down inside, every time we prayed about it, it was like, mm -mm. it was like what the Spirit gave to Seth. Run away. <laughs> Don't do it. And sure enough, the bubble popped, and we were able to get a home, praise God. That was within our means, amen? Praise God. See, God's got great things in store for us, amen? Great things. Great things. He said, look, I've come that you might have life in abundance to the full till it overflows. But we only walk in that abundance, praise God. We only walk in that overflow when we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen? Praise God.